about how our uh, extracurricular activities uh, and how that sort of affects our entrepreneurship journey helps supports it but also uh, gives us uh, respite when there are downturns things like that so this is more uh, discussion around uh, how sports or extracurricular activities that we do yeah. have an impact that's right perhaps is helpful for folks to also get some perspective on how much of non entrepreneurial aspect of this helps with the entrepreneurial aspect and i think sports in some sense is perhaps the most rejuvenating exercise that i, I have sort of come to be we have tried so many so many things hiking is uh, a good one but sports is so magical it's a full body experience and we'll we'll talk more but absolutely yeah just for the listeners uh, ajay and i go hiking every saturday morning yeah Uh, without fail it's been happening for close to a year or even more yeah. um, but you also play uh, volleyball tell me a little bit about how <laughs> how you view yeah. it perceive it but also yeah. how it helps yeah helps no, you I, deal I, with uh, this yeah. entrepreneurship journey i think volleyball uh, it's mentally exhausting anyway i think sticking with one thing for a long period of time it's not natural i think evolutionarily our minds are not made to stick with one thing for that period of time that is dangerous move to a new place or you'll get eaten the probability is working against you so when you are and and it's the opposite when you're going after such challenges you have to sort of stick to it if you stick to it everything can happen so then to stick you have to love it to love you have your mind has to feel rejuvenated and it's easy in the first year two years three years but after that it really is hard you need to have a good disciplined way to rejuvenate yourself and you're talking about the entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship. hiking has been phenomenal that we do and i i look for it every week and i think adding volleyball to it which we now do uh, also weekly sometimes a couple of times a week i feel there is that obviously there's a physical element to it but there's also a communal aspect of this i think our mind we are wired to be social animals and i think meeting other people without much expectation but just appreciating their company that rejuvenates me i think that rejuvenates me more than anything i have experienced lately and so and then playing is so much fun like you 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 are all sort of everybody who's there is there to have fun and so you have alignment among all all members of the team so just just overall a very good experience and it helps them recharge me for another week and yeah so i think i think it's, it's loved it why is it recharging uh, i know you think about these things yeah. right so one is obviously the communal element of it but you also mentioned something just now it's a full body experience what, what what do you mean by that 
competitive sports become very much like our product building exercise. You have utter focus on delivering value. It is inside out kind of method. But when we are playing in these kind of scenarios where we're playing for fun, you are, the sports becomes a medium for human exchange. So example mm-hmm. being, if somebody spikes, we, we set, set it for him spikes, it feels like we have all spiked the ball together. It really feels joyous and high-fiving and, 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 and making those, uh, exchanging those compliments is, is a different dimension. So mm-hmm. become a, sports becomes an excuse for human-to-human connection. And I think that human-to-human connection is the recharging element. I really think, which is why when you go to your friend after you're tired or had a bad day, and it helps you because human connection just recharges you. And you just need that safe and loving environment or place where you enjoy uh, to get your battery up to where it needs to be. So I think that that's how I see it. How about you? I mean, you played, uh, as always, we played together. Well, what, what is your experience? The way I, uh, I see these sessions, it almost takes me back to, you know, uh, my childhood days where you almost become, for that period of time, completely carefree. Mm-hmm. All you're doing is just having fun. You're present. Uh, you're present, you're having right. fun. There, there are no ulterior motives. Uh, you're, you're a kid again. And that almost brings you back to that nurturing learning environment, yeah. which sort of holds over yeah. and you go try to do interesting things after that. So that's what I get out of whether it's playing volleyball or whether I, whether it's playing cricket. I've been playing cricket for a long time now. Same, same effect, yeah. uh, which is it brings me back to uh, I almost call call this our second childhood because yeah. we are doing almost the same things <laughs> that we did as kids. Uh, you know, yeah. we get <laughs> we get scoldings when we come back home, <laughs> except from our wives now uh, or our partners now, yeah. and it's it's such a wonderful, joyous experience where for that moment in time, all you are doing is just just being there, enjoying the sport, and not worrying about any of the other things in the world. Yeah, uh, the presence part, what you said, I, I, so true. Even for a moment when you feel fully immersed and present, that is a recharging moment. You have had plenty of this recently. You hiked to Mount Whitney, you summited Mount Whitney, and that was 18, 18 hour uh, hike. Were, were there, was that throughout 18 hours you're feeling that sense of presence? So can you, can you talk about how hiking and volleyball in that sense gives you a similar uh, sense of presence as you are engaged in the activity so hiking that that's a completely different sort of an experience as well i think it depends on whether you're hiking alone or hiking together or hiking something for the sake of summiting or just doing a round trip hike but in fact i wrote down things in preparation for this episode which which we never do but i wrote down what are some of the things that cross over from say hiking uh, have in common right? so some of those I found very very interesting at least when I was hiking Mount Whitney uh, the thing that kept coming back to me was I, I had a backpack and it was a Senovus 18 hour hike I had a backpack it was very heavy I, I quote unquote overpacked because I didn't I didn't quite 
know what the right amount of food to pack was. I wasn't quite sure. Uh, this is my first time doing Mount Whitney. And so the one lesson that that I I thought that was interesting, uh, sort of excess can weigh you down. Mm-hmm. Uh, right? I think excess of any kind. Excess of any kind, right? Uh, which is true in entrepreneurship as well. I mean, you have to retain focus and you have to sort of uh, peel away the layers of an onion or like take away the bells and whistles. Yeah. And you really have to, you know, bear it down to the minimum that makes your path uh, stress-free. won't be stress-free, but at least it's as less of a stress as possible towards that vision that you have from a product or a company standpoint. So that was one. Um, I mean, in case of entrepreneurship, you can burn yourself out if you don't focus yet. Exactly. You become tired. You you won't be able to summit. So excess can sort of weigh you down, you have to sort of yeah. think about what is absolutely critical and necessary. Yeah. And there's a corollary to that, right? Which is, when you have less of things, uh, you can also find things easier. Yeah. Uh, so you pack light, yeah. you're able to reach and find the things that you really want yeah. very quickly. So you can be nimble. You can be nimble and yeah. fast and, yeah. uh, you know, uh, so that was the other one. And there were a couple of other things which, which, uh, uh, this this one was interesting for me, which is value and simplicity, right? Which is when you're going on a strenuous hike, yeah. all all it takes for you to feel joy is suddenly just over that summit you see the sunrise, right? Yeah. And you feel wow, this they is worth it. Right? Yeah. It is very simple. It's not not fancy or just lone tree sitting yeah. on top of a yeah. a mountain. Yeah. Uh, simple things bring you the utmost joy, and that's such pure joy. That when it get it over to entrepreneurship, yeah. you also feel yeah. that's almost what keeps you going for that next moment of joy. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So um, when you get to the summit, and in this case Mount Whitney, it's not as you said, it's strenuous. It's not something that people just do it on a whim. Although you did it, uh, you just went for it. Is it when you get to the summit? Is all of the joy happens there? Or it's sort of a build-up and more like when you get there, you kind of feel a closer uh, of an activity that you were on throughout that 18 hours. I think, at least in that hike, and it's probably true, it is true for entrepreneurship as well, I think, is you really start to enjoy the process. Uh, Because the summiting is such a temporal event and you're tired by the time you get there you almost don't even feel like that's the summit. Because you also have to come down. (laughs) That's a different story in this case. But this entire process of getting to the summit brings you more joy in some ways than even summiting. Uh, Similar exercise when we did Machu Picchu as well. The ultimate Machu Picchu experience paled in comparison to the actual hike that got us to Machu Picchu. Mm. So in some ways it brings us back to that Sanatana Dharma philosophy is enjoy the process, don't look for the fruits of, you know, it'll automatically happen. That's true for entrepreneurship as well, I think. We have talked about this before, which is, you know, be present, do the things that you can do best at that point in time yes. towards that vision. Absolutely. And then the summiting will happen and the process will be enjoyable as well. Otherwise, you're constantly thinking about the summit. Yeah. The other thing, since you brought this up, the other thing I was constantly thinking about is, which is also probably true from an entrepreneurship standpoint is, 
there are points in time during hiking where you need to garner up more energy more energy than not mm. right so there's something to be said about saving energy for the right moments and do you know that as you do you discover those phases uh, as you go or you have that planned out when you when you start it, the hike that's a great question i think it it, it some ways happens by by intuition uh-huh. i think there's a there's a feedback loop that happens as you go along in the journey uh-huh. Uh-huh. and at one moment you know hey i need to save up energy for something that is coming up in say 2 months so that that's that's the other piece that i thought was an interesting parallel that's right yeah um, it's exactly right yeah for example yeah there's a customer uh, there's a distribution channel yeah. partnership that's going to happen in 2 months yeah. you know that that's going to be chaotic yeah and you're sort of constantly carefully garnering up some of your energy and for that matter preparing for it, but also preparing your team for that yeah. right yeah. Uh, it might it might be you might want to obviously not saying it as is but you might want to take it a little bit easy but there is a there's a peak coming here there's yeah. a yeah. there's a hump coming here yeah. that yeah. you want to kind of go think about so you know hiking that's no, an uphill no. battle yeah no and, and <laughs> quite literally <laughs> and and i think what you started by saying the role of a sports and physical activities in entrepreneurship uh because so much of it is so, such a mental game to stay with the problem is hard you know, like burnout is real and burnout happens for two main reasons one of which is you at a chemical level you're not the the thoughts the the triggers are not there and it's not a, it's not something that you can intellectually have a frontal lobe engage and activate those chemicals it's a very much uh, biological thing so if sports perhaps is the well known tool that people have used in the past to rejuvenate the system and its utility shows up for and entrepreneurs all the time people talk about going to the gym i think we have i have gone to the gym uh, find gym to be less rejuvenating than our volleyball i think part of the reason would be we do it alone maybe with one other person or so but with uh, with a sports any sports where you have multiple people involved there are some some days are good for at least even if one person is having a great day and they come with that smile on their face that can be infectious for the entire group and that's why perhaps it is different from a regular uh, gym activity but hiking is phenomenal also also in the, in terms of the the time over which you need to do it as you said you yeah. you save up you do it and also like there's a every time when we do it on the saturday uh, we have that phase right where we have switchbacks around we have switchbacks yeah and every time i think <laughs> this this time it will feel different but it you, you in, in relative terms it feels it, the intensity is always there but you know you have now pattern matched it you know how it's going to feel when you hit that fourth switchback and then you have this straight line so that assurance that comes from experience is critical to manage your thought process as you're yeah. going through it right and so sometimes when it is hard the first year and then it can you can have gone through some experiences you say okay i know how it feels like 
I know the other side would feel like, let's just stay the course. That's interesting. I, I never, never, never knew you thought about those pitchbacks. And you, why don't you share with others also your technique of running downhill? <laughs> like, how unnatural it is. You run downhill and you know, I, I've been trying to do it for a year now. I still cannot figure out how you run downhill so smoothly and when the gravity is pulling you down. You know, the, the way potentially to think about it is if there is an opportunity that's sort of, you know, knocking, how do you sort of grab it with both hands yeah. and then run down, build move momentum, faster, yeah. build momentum, move yeah. faster, build momentum. In some ways, that's exactly what it is, except that you want to be careful about ankle twist. Yeah. Uh, but you always advise me to just let go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How does that work? How do you, like, how can you not just gain momentum and get out of hand? You, you gracefully come down every time. I have tried so many times. I just cannot do it. If you resist it too much is when the ankle ankle, ankle twist happens. In some ways, you have to trust yeah, and trust. let go. Probably similar to some opportunities where you don't have all the data. Yeah. No, I and, love it. Yeah. Uh, where you don't have all the data, you have some data. Uh, you know, it's, it, it, it's a good uh, momentum gaining exercise. Then you, you sort of trust yourself, trust the ground. Uh, and then uh, just let go yeah. and then it gives you that momentum and push yeah. that takes you over the next time potential. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. That's one way to potentially think about it. I yeah. know you're force-fitting an analogy here, but I think it's true. It becomes a trust-building exercise. Of course, you have to look at the slope. You have to, uh, are there impediments as you're running down yeah. uh, or taking that opportunity? Yeah. But it, it's a matter of trusting, but also trusting with whatever data you yeah. have. And, and one thing, one observation I had every time I try to do this is you, your focus just gets narrow into the steps you're taking. If you really forget about the world because you, now you're moving fast and you have, uh, you need to decide where to put your foot. And this is not like a fl flat downhill. It has all these kind of Potholes, shrubs and potholes, yeah, yeah. and you have to gravel, them. and you have exactly you have yeah. to manage where is the next best step to put while you are running down. It's just um, scary but exhilarating exercise. It's also a focus building exercise yeah. in some ways as you're taking that opportunity. Yeah. yeah. How are you solely focused on that opportunity? Yeah. Because that you have to decide so fast. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there was something I was thinking about when you were saying. Uh, the how uh, we are force fitting, it is naturally all connected. <laughs> this idea of separating it is where the problem has come to. Interesting. Be. I was talking uh, uh, with my wife Manjula, and I think what we were discussing for my own journey on this is on the social side of things. I always felt trying to when I saw myself separate from everybody else created most friction in my life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was always connected and I was trying to create an identity and by creating an identity, I was forcefully separating myself from the river that I was always part of. Mm. And when I let go of that identity, I joined back the river that was not, I was always in the river, but I was seeing myself outside of the river where all of the friction in my life came from. So whether I want it or not, it's just not the question. question is, 
the reality is everything, all of the things, always connected. Separating it, sometimes in the name of productivity, or in the name of efficiency, or in the name of feeling that sense of pride or purpose, sometimes anger, these things remove you out of the river of consciousness. Mm -hmm. Create a very, very unnatural place, which is your I. Mm -hmm. And you, you, you think you're here, but when you are, you never left the river. So all of the discord and thoughts uh, come to be. To, you, to your point, everything is all always connected. Mm -hmm. Nothing is not not connected. Interesting. I think circling back to uh, the communal aspect of it, I think uh, as you were describing it, I was listening to another podcast. It's a brilliant podcast by Mark Gober. And uh, this visual stuck with me uh, to your point about all, all of this is connected. The way they describe it uh, in the podcast is essentially around all of us being whirlpools yes. in, this, in this river of consciousness or in the stream of consciousness. All, all, all that happens is essentially whirlpools die, mix into the mainstream, and then smaller whirlpools form, call it, you know, reincarnation, call it your favorite way of describing it. Mm -hmm. But the reason I mention this again is, one is for the togetherness that you mentioned, but also why we feel that rejuvenation when we play, we literally become become these dancing whirlpools in this yeah. complete uh, in a stream of consciousness, not worrying about the I, not worrying about me and yeah. be me being separate, but we are dancing yeah. uh, as as whirlpools in this in this conscious and play literally encourages that in some ways. In hiking, it's it's a slightly different uh, manifestation of it where you become one with nature, I think, where you still are uh, becoming part of the bigger picture. Yeah. So both of those are interesting ways of how potentially we get rejuvenated, I think. Absolutely. Right? It's like attaining your natural state of being. That's right. Yeah. So you feel all of the friction is gone and... The river is just taking you yeah. uh, to a beautiful place. I think that is a good place to end this. This yeah. is very nice. With that note, I'm hoping all of the listeners who are listening to our podcast, it seems to be growing interestingly. Hopefully, you know, you get uh, uh, you get to choose your own uh, uh, play or uh, choice activity that makes you become one with the bigger uh, being or the one with the being. Yeah. And, and and hopefully that gives you the strength and the resolve and the and the passion and the energy and the enthusiasm to pursue your own entrepreneurship journey. Absolutely. Absolutely. Until next time. Thank you.